Hey there, and welcome to Everyday Awesome, a podcast featuring dynamic discussions with interesting, innovative, and inspiring people from all walks of life. I'm your host, Trisha G., and I'm excited and grateful you are here. I was that kid who pretended to interview people using a paper towel tube microphone, and I had a great time doing that. And today I'm having an even better time taking that playful reporter style passion to a real mic to bring you fun and enlightened conversations with amazing people doing awesome things. People who are game changers, inspiring themselves and others, never letting adversity stop them, impacting the world around them, and having a blast on the journey of this thing that we all call life. You may be wondering why listen to this podcast and who the heck is Trisha G? (laughs) Well, I love learning and connecting, and my background as a teacher, therapist, endurance cyclist, coach, and nonprofit leader have guided me to create this podcast for you. In each episode, my guests will be sharing nuggets of successful strategies, tips, and inspiration to lift your spirits, ignite your soul, and elevate your day. Stick around, hit play, and together, let's make every day awesome. Hello, you. It is my pleasure to be here with you today. I'm not sure what day you are listening, but this day of recording is a beautiful, sunny Saturday in California. It's a week before Valentine's Day. And whether you are someone who is into celebrating Valentine's Day or not, it's, you know, the day dedicated to honoring something as wonderful as love is a great thing in my book. And when you look at the history of how Valentine's Day originated, it seems to be more about love in all its forms and not just about celebrating romantic love. So I looked it up because I was curious. And here's a bit about uh, this special day. So Valentine's Day, which is also called St. Valentine's Day, is celebrated annually on February 14th, as we all know. So it originated as a Western Christian feast day, honoring one or two early Christian martyrs named St. Valentine. So there's where we get Valentine. And it is recognized as a significant cultural, religious, and commercial, as we all know, (laughs) celebration of romance and love in many regions of the world. So there are a number of martyrdom stories associated with various Valentines connected to the February 14th, including an account of the imprisonment of St. Valentine of Rome for ministering to Christians who were persecuted under the Roman Empire back, gosh, in the third century. So according to an early tradition, St. Valentine restored sight to the blind daughter of his jailer. That's a very nice thing to do. Numerous later additions to the legend have better related it to the theme of love. So it wasn't really originally related to that theme. But in the 18th century, embellishment to the legend claims he wrote the jailer's daughter a letter signed your Valentine as a farewell before his execution. So another edition posits that St. Valentine performed weddings for Christian soldiers who were forbidden to marry. Oh, I love that. So the Feast of St. Valentine was established by Pope Gelasius, not sure I'm saying that right, in AD 496, to be celebrated on February 14th in honor of St. Valentine of Rome, who died on that date in AD 269. Gosh, we're going back a long time. So the day then became associated with romantic love in the 14th and 15th centuries when notions of courtly love flourished. And in the 18th century England, it grew into an occasion in which couples expressed their love for each other 
by presenting flowers, offering confectionery, <laughs> today it's chocolates, and sending greeting cards known as Valentine's after St. Valentine. In Italy, I love this. St. Valentine's keys are given to lovers as a romantic symbol and an invitation to unlock the giver's heart. I love that. As well as to children to ward off epilepsy. So these keys are given out to children as well to ward off epilepsy. So as we can see, February 14th is a day of love. It's not necessarily just romantic love. It is love. And it's love in all its forms with special attention to romantic love. And it is a universal emotion experience that we all have in common. So that is definitely worth celebrating. And I, well, while Valentine's Day is not a day I put a lot of attention into, I will admit that I'm a bit of a romantic. And I do believe very much in celebrating love in all its forms. So to me, love is the purpose of our lives to love ourselves, our family, our friends, our neighbors, people we haven't even met. You know, when we're volunteering and we're helping out in organizations or we're doing kind things for people that we don't even know who've been through trauma or disasters, that is a form of love. And I also believe in love for all living beings. I'm kind of a a Buddhist in that way. I just believe that love is a way of being. I think that love is a verb. It's an emotion, but it's also an action. Ideally, love is something we show in our actions every day in some way, right? So let's do those little things for others in some way every day, and not only on that one day that we are reminded of romantic love, February 14th, which is already in our face. We see it all over the place in the stores. So with that in mind, today on my episode, I have invited my friends Ginny and Mike to be guests on Everyday Awesome. They are a couple who have created a marriage that is raw, it's very real, it's lasting, it's passionate, and they are very honest and expressive people. And today they're going to share with us their journey, the bumps in the road of their relationship, and how they stay connected and create an extraordinary relationship in spite of life's challenges. And that is probably the ticket, right? How do we create an extraordinary relationship in spite and in the face of what life brings to us? Gosh, I mean, especially now with, you know, COVID and shelter in place and different, different lives in a certain way, different creates changes in our relationships. So here's a little bit about Ginny and Mike. They've known each other for 20 years and they love their life. <laughs> They'll talk about that. They have three beautiful golden retrievers a lake house in Missouri, and they also have their home in Chicago where they both primarily live and work. So Mike is the president of Marino Land Management, and he's the founder of Create the Magnificent Life, business and relationship coaching. He is passionate about seeing people succeed in all areas of life and considers it to be his soul's purpose to help others realize their dreams. And Ginny is celebrating over 30 years in the hospitality industry at the director level for companies including Hilton and Virgin. She and Mike have a passion for helping others level up their relationships as they have seen their fair share of challenges during their 20 years together. Relationships and marriage take work in their mind, and they are dedicated to helping anyone who is desiring an extraordinary one, which, gosh, that's all of us, right? 
<laughs> so I'm so excited and looking forward to this chat with my good friends and with you. Okay, everybody. So welcome, Mike and Ginny Pepler, the Peplers to Everyday Awesome. Welcome, you guys. Hey, Thank you. we're for having us, super glad to be here. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have to tell, you know, you, the listener, you're not looking at us maybe just yet, but Mike and Ginny are super cute and they're so cozy together in front of the screen and they've got this brick fireplace behind them. I'm assuming that's your real house and not a backdrop. It, it is. Yeah. <laughs> no, no fire going today because it's super cold. Yes. Super cold. It's like it's, seven, seven degrees outside. Yeah. Seven degrees? Yeah. Seven. Yes. Seven. seven. Yeah. <laughs> Feels <digit>. like. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys are going to be super jelly of me today. I am in California. There's not a cloud in the sky. It's totally sunny. Uh, it's in the 50s. It's probably around 60, but it's double digits. Well, oh. Next time, I think you should ask us to fly to San Francisco. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I like that. I like that. I am going to start doing lives as soon as we can start doing all that again. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I would love to be with you in person and give you guys a huge hug. Well, so we are in for a treat today to talk to both of you. And what one thing that I absolutely love, and we were talking before we started recording about how this episode is going to be very real and it's raw and it's relevant. So we got three R's going here, real, raw, and relevant. And there's probably going to be a little swear words here and there. We're just going to put that out there because because that's real (laughs) and it's raw. (laughs) Well, we may get one more real too. We have a puppy in the other room and uh, it sounded like he just uh, just wants to participate. So, Oh, well, you know what? I, <laughs> you have your puppy. I got my dog, Yodi. She's here. So she might hop in. You never know. You never know when you're going to hear a bark or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just want to dive in with you two because you're, you are so vibrant and so passionate and full of life force and energy. And I just, uh, two people that I really adore. And so let's just dive right into, I would love to hear, how did you guys meet? <laughs> I actually don't remember. I know you've told me, but I don't remember. Yeah, you, okay. you start with that. Okay. Bit. Yeah. Uh, we met 20 years ago on Halloween and oh. we actually met through match.com. And Whoa, a success yeah. story. Yeah. There's a, Online there's dating. There's a plug. <laughs> hey, so. Match, are you listening? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been some care. Yeah. But we, uh, <laughs> we both had been in uh, previous relationships that hadn't worked, and uh, we decided to both do the match.com. And I was the one who needed to see pictures because I had my, my profile picture out there, and he went ahead and replied to my profile and without a picture. But what he wrote and what his profile was, was so intriguing that I was like, all right, I'm going to take a chance on this guy. So I did that. Okay. You've seen my pictures. Now I need some pictures of you. And uh, we spoke for what, about a month? We did. Yeah. We spoke on the phone. And emailed back and forth before we met, and we decided to have our first date on Halloween. I'll continue. (laughs) Well, yeah. You know, it's interesting, too, because we were both at a point in our life where we were ready for a serious relationship. 
and we had enough of playing games in the previous relationships that we had been in. Yes. So when I put my profile up, I just told the truth exactly with clarity what I was looking for and who I was. And when I read hers, I was like, wow, that just sounds like a great fit. And I know she put in here, uh, will not reply with no photos. And I said, <laughs> hmm. Well, <laughs> so, yeah, she did reply. We, we went back and forth for a month, kind of feeling each other out. And then we met on Halloween of all nights. Yes. Uh, trick or treat. It turned out to be a uh, treat, not a trick. Yes, exactly. Oh, that's not the sweetest thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, for me, it was the first best first date ever that I've ever had. So, and me too. We actually have T-shirts. Yes, that say "best first date ever," and it gives off details of what occurred during the date. Yeah. We oh wore my those gosh, out. you have that? You had that T-shirt made? Yeah. Yes. After your first date, and and how how long after your first date did you make your T-shirt? Uh, we made it for our wedding. Yes. <gasps> oh, this is so <laughs> sweet. <laughs> yeah. Front of the shirt has our profile, profile from Match.com. And on the back, it, it has, you know, dinner at Mia Cucina, which right. is an Italian restaurant. We Better than to. sex martinis. Yeah. Excellent conversation. And our date ended at six o'clock in the morning. Yes. OMG. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking for any younger listeners. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's all PG. All PG. Okay. No. Yeah. well it sounds like you had one of those first dates where you don't want it to end you just keep wanting to be around each other and the conversation just happens and flows where you just don't want to stop talking is my guess like till six yeah Yeah. i'm assuming it was mostly talking that's what i'm gonna (laughs) hey real life is happening right now i'm gonna go grab him if he's making a little noise isn't he can oh, you your puppy. You realize yeah. your puppy's happening. Yeah, I hear, you hear it every now and then a little bit, but nothing that's too distracting, actually. Okay. okay. All, right. All right. Well, we'll keep it real. Yeah. That's, that's the way we roll. We like keeping things real. You know what? Real. We are real. We are not in a studio. We are COVID shelter in place. Can't go into a studio. At least I can't where I live. And we have to be um, apart and not in a room together. So real life and dogs, yeah. you know, we're home. We are yeah. home. This, this yeah. is real. And I am very cool with that. I like real. Awesome. We awesome. Love it. I like real. Every now and then I like an amazing rom-com where it's really not real and it's just fun. And in fact, I just, this isn't really a rom-com, but I just finished watching Schitt's Creek. I love that show. Oh, and, oh yeah. I love that show. Oh, I, I'm starting to quote it and I'm trying to figure out her accent. You know? Oh. <laughs> Catherine O'Hara did that yeah. accent. She made it up. She just made up that whole character. Yeah. Uh, there's a show called Shit's, Shit's Creek. Creek. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, this sounds like something I would yes. love. <laughs> oh, Mike, you would absolutely love it. And that's kind of part of the premise is just the humor around there's actually a town called Shit's Creek. And then when you see the town sign, yeah, it's even <laughs> <Yeah>. better. <laughs> so I know this is a segue, a sidebar, but I love to escape. And watch things that, I mean, literally that show makes me laugh out loud. And the writing is so clever. I love when something's smart and clever and it's just, it's incredible. So I do love that, but I like real. And I love, that's part of why I wanted to have you guys on the show is you're going to say it like it is and help you, the listener and myself with just growing and learning. Okay. So you got your dog there and you guys were saying you met, you had an amazing first date. I love that you had t-shirts made for your wedding 
that highlighted a Match.com profile. So I guess the T-shirt for Mike had no photo. (laughs) (laughs) His profile was just words. And uh, it's like, it sounds like since you yeah, didn't. No, neither one had a, had the actual picture, but it said mine had his profile and his had mine. And it said, I married this guy. I married this girl. So it was, yeah, it's, yeah, it was just really cool. And we still have them. We so, do. And, and on, on back, we even had pigs with wings. Oh yeah, so exactly. Pigs, pigs, fly. pigs fly. <laughs> yeah. along. We met in 2001 and we got married in 2012. So you do the math. Yeah. We wanted to be sure. That's what took us so long. Yeah. Or is it? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it sounds, you know, I think that that is very wise, no matter how long that is. For some people, they are sure very quickly. And for some people, they're sure, you know, years down the road. And then I know other couples who are very happy together. They've been together a long time, like Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell. They were just showcased because I think they're over 30 years, 35 years, and they're not married. But they knew early on we're together. So, it, you know, what I love about what we're talking about and the fact that, Ginny, you went ahead and responded to Mike, even though he didn't have a photo and you had a disclaimer. Hey, no photo, <laughs> no data. <laughs> and you went ahead anyway, because I think that's life. We have to be in a flow state and not be so rigid because you never know when the opportunities are going to come up for really anything, including love. So if you turned away from it, you know, who knows where you'd be, but you wouldn't be with Mr. Mike Pepler, bearded bear guy, who's <laughs> amazing, an amazing man. So it's, you know, it takes you in different directions, but I love that flexibility and being open and that you guys did the match.com. And this, it's a really great success story for any of those of us who do online dating, you know? Yeah. 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 yeah and I think the running joke for us, Back then, it wasn't the cool thing to say, hey, we met on Match.com. Right, yeah. So we lied. We'd make up stories all the time. Like, hey, well, how did you two meet? Uh, well, we met in grocery store, and I accidentally hit her with my shopping cart. And she turned around. She was so hot. I just said, can I have your number? And that's how it We had fun with it. We yeah. kept it fun. God, you're absolutely right. I remember that, that Match.com was not the thing to do. It was so right. new and so unfiltered in that way. Nobody understood it quite yet. And the internet, we weren't on the internet quite as much. I mean, I think Facebook was still even not even there yet or very new. Uh, Yeah. 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 It it really was a different time. The connotation then was like, you know, if you, if you met on a dating site, you were desperate. Right. You know, and it's not that way now. Oh yeah. Well, so what do you love most about being together? You know, we're great at having fun. Yes. We were great at having fun. You know, we were having dinner last night and um, there's another couple we, we know was sitting a couple of tables from us and, and, and Jenny doesn't know them as well as I do. And uh, when we left, they sent us a text message and said, you guys are such a lovely couple and fun couple because we like to joke around. We like to have fun. And, you know, who doesn't, right? right. Most people in relationships are super good at having fun. And then there's the other part. Yeah. Then there's the real part. Yeah. Oh, yes. Well, so the thing that keeps probably one of the things that you would say that keeps you connected and wanting to continue forward together is that, you know, you click over having fun. I mean, you know how to laugh together. You shared interests because I think you're absolutely right. I think you 
you have to be able to have fun together. You have to find each other humorous. You have to find each other enjoyable, like genuinely like each other. Yeah, that's a must. Yes. That's an absolute. So let's go into, we talked a little bit about what makes you click and what you love most about being together. But what would you say are some of the challenges that you faced that you've had to get through? I mean, it could even be most recently the shelter in place or how that might have impacted your life, because I know it's had an impact on all of us in our relationships to be not able to live life in the way that we're used to living it and having our space in the way we're used to having it. But what are some of the challenges that you two have faced and navigated that maybe you weren't even sure you were going to get through, but here you are? Mm, great question. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Say, no, I would say number one is communication, not communication, not communicating clearly and to each other and just assuming that the other one knows what you're thinking or what you're going to do. So we've had a lot of issues with that. Communication, like ineffective communication has been a challenge for us for a good part of our relationship. And I think in our experience, it's the same for just about every couple, Yeah. right? So there's this different way that men and women communicate. That's the first thing, right? And Absolutely. Then the second thing is, how do we communicate when there's emotional charges in situations? And that is really a factor that we've had to work on in our marriage and that we help other people work on as well. I think the biggest thing about ineffective communication is, you know, we're taught, trained, and educated by our parents, right? We're in that home environment. Uh, we pick up traits in the way that they communicate effectively and also ineffectively. And, you know, we bring those into relationships and bring those into marriage. And, you know, most people, including us, never venture off to figure out, hey, how can I communicate in a better realm? with my spouse or my girlfriend or wife or whatever it may be. And then that's when the magic happens of, Hey, this is a chance for us to grow. Yeah. I also think too, you know, Mike brings up a good point. We learn from our parents. And if you come from very different upbringings, then you are bringing a very different style of communicating to the relationship. And to my, you know, Mike's point, if you don't, venture out and try and figure out how to communicate effectively with each other outside of what you're used to, then you're going to have issues. Absolutely. And one of the things that you, you both said is we bring our communication styles from childhood into all of our relationships and our romantic relationships. And we don't, I think we don't always realize what our communication style strengths or even issues are until we're in the relationship and then, yep. and then it starts to come up and we often will look at the other person and say, well, but I think it's you. I, I, think, yeah. I think you're the one with the communication issue. <laughs> and it takes a while of the building that trust and building that belief and desire to be with that other person. So you'll want to listen to them. You'll want to see what you can be doing better. You know, it takes, you have to build that in order to want to hear that you might actually be part of the problem. And maybe your communication style needs to be looked at or shifted a bit. Well, that's the one thing that we learned and experienced in in all this was it's about the union of the marriage. So we both bring communication styles that need to shift, change, 
you know, for the betterment of the union of the marriage or for the relationship. So it's, you know, in the beginning, we blamed each other a lot. Yeah. Like, you this and you that. And we can't do that. No. Because it's us. It's we. Oh, we. Yeah. Yes. And I think in a lot of relationships, you know, that we've experienced and, and in our own. Yes. You know, the blame game is easy to do. Hmm. We blamed each other, just as you had said, for the way we would engage with one, one another, communicate with one another. Right. And once we figured out that we were doing that, it was very important for each one of us to take responsibility in, for our part of the relationship. And once you take responsibility, because I, I think a, a lot of people always, like you say, always want to blame the other person and not take responsibility for their part in it. And we see that rampant in this world nowadays. Nobody wants to take responsibility for anything. And in a relationship, you have to take responsibility for your actions and what you do and what you bring and what you actually and sometimes take away from what could be an amazing relationship. Oh, that is so well said, Jenny. It's, you know, and I'm thinking as I'm listening to so many of the relationship experts that I've listened to and that I've read and that I've studied, that that's one of the key points that is across all experts is you really do have to be responsible for your side and willing to say, okay, I'm not even half of this. It's 100%, 100% from each person. And so you're a we. And I love how you guys said that you're a we now. (laughs) 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 We, 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 yes, yes. I mean, you absolutely. And I think that we can forget that, especially in stressful moments. We can forget that actually I chose this person. This person is my partner. This person, whether you're married or you're in a long-term relationship, you've chosen this person. And so that is a we, it is no longer an I, even though the I is still in there, you're still your independent self. You're still your separate being, but you form as a we. So you want to love and respect that. Well, Absolutely. The, the interesting word in that is, you know, we're a couple. So what does couple mean? A couple means yeah. to join like a link, like a chain. So you couple things together. And that's the thing that we really focus on for ourselves and, and anyone that we may coach. It's always about the coupling, the two of us together in what we create. Because our communication caused other Issues. issues. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Communication almost seems like a buzzword when it comes to relationships. Oh, it's about communication or how you communicate. But specifically, how do you communicate now that you have found to be effective? Like what are a couple of communication strategies or tips that you use that you've learned enhance your relationship? The best thing that we would say to anyone, whether they're married or they're dating a couple, is is to get together private time where there's no distractions, to have conversations, right? So if you have kids, no kids around. If you're doing a task, maybe you're, you're cleaning or doing the dishes and you're trying to have this conversation with your spouse, you have to be focused on solely the other person and the union and the coupling. So first thing we'd say is, hey, skip the distractions. Have a true one-on-one conversation and be truthful. Tell the truth. Yes. Oh, you're saying honesty is important? (laughs) 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 
So you have time that's just the two of you. Yes. And what I love is looking at the two of you as you're talking, it's, you're just so in sync. You're not even pausing on, you're just nodding with each other. So you're so in sync on that. So with, with the other forms of communication, do you find that you take a little bit of time each day to just connect with each other? Like when you walk in the door, you really try to pause and really look at each other. Or, I mean, I'm not suggesting that you say that you do that, but are there things like that, like tangible communication takeaways that strategies that really work in addition to that time alone together? Cause yeah, I think that's super important. Really stay connected to each other. It's really important because we, you know, are apart during the day due to work. And so you know, we'll text each other and just say, Hey, how's your day? And it's amazing how much a small little text, like, you know, LU for love you, you know, you know, he'll send one to me or, Hey, how's your day going? And, And I get so involved in my stuff. And a lot of times, you know, Mike does too, that we forget to do that. So we send each other little texts and just, you know, how you doing? What's going on? And, you know, just basic communicating what's going on in your day. Communication is not just speaking. It's, it's like you said, you know, just having, you know, a hug. There are times where Mike has been worked up or I've been worked up and one will come to each other and just, you know, an arm or a hug or just, you know, a kiss or something like that. And it changes your state to where you're a little bit more accepting of what's being said. Yeah. And we all have heard, you know, what's somebody's love language, right? It's, it's yes, important. Love languages. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's important to know. And those are little tools. The thing is, do people use the tools, right? You can use a tool to build things, communication, love languages, or you can use them detrimentally. And we're kind of all the same. Yes. Have you ever met anyone that said, hey, I want my marriage to fail? No. Nobody does. Yeah. They don't go into, we, you don't go on, into it on that wedding day thinking that you want it to fail. No. 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 We all want to be happy engaged, connected, loving, enjoying life. But that takes one thing, work. Yes. You have to do the work. Okay, so work is not the most inspiring word. (laughs) 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 I was speaking for myself, but but the word work, is there... Because I, I totally agree with you, and, and you hear that all the time, you know, that you literally do have to. It's not just a smooth ride. And even if you are, you totally connect and you, and you really genuinely get along and you genuinely like each other, it doesn't mean there's, it's going to be the smooth ride. So there obviously will have to be work. But do you think there's another word instead of work? Yeah, you have to engage in the actions that are required to make your relationship successful. Well, and I'm going to say, I love the word work. See, we all have a story about words and what they mean. And a lot of people don't like the word work, right? <laughs> you've, you've already said, Trisha, <laughs> can we find another word? <laughs> so, you know, what we, what we learned the hard way is we didn't want to do the work because we had a story that the work is hard. And we, you, know, for you-, you just nailed it. That's what it is. It's that when you hear yeah. the word work, it means that something's hard about it. And my thoughts on it are that what it takes to make a relationship successful 
can be hard, but it can also be challenging, but not in a difficult way. You know, so I think you nailed it when you said that's why I didn't like uh, the word work. But when you explain it, it makes perfect sense to me. And I completely understand what you're saying. And that right there was effective communication. We just had effective communication. (laughs) And now I understand you and you help shift the way I think about something. And thank you for that. I appreciate that. What we learned is in our own lives, and your listeners may find this as well. We have stories about everything in life right? We have a story about finances. We have a story about our health. We have a story about our relationships. And for us, I think the story before we met in in the very beginning was kind of a fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think, Tricia, you brought up the rom-coms. I mean, as girls growing up, what kind of what kind of role models do we see? Princesses and, oh, you know, the happily ever after. I'm sorry to say that just didn't happen, you know, and it just doesn't happen. You have to do the work in in order to have that happily ever after, whatever it is that you're seeking. So I just think that there's too much fluff and not enough reality. I mean, look at social media today. Is anything real anymore? You know, you you have all these filters and everything and a relationship you can't filter out. You can't filter the things that you want and don't want in a relationship. You two are, I think, a really wonderful example of being able to push through, you know, challenges and do the work. I mean, you obviously have done the work. You both are talking about that, where you have literally looked at yourselves, your communication style, and also learned each other's so that you can meet that person. It's like what you said about love languages, Mike. If you're giving something to your partner that is in a way that is not their love language, but it's yours, well, that's great if it was being given to you, but it's not great if you're giving that style to your partner who's like, you know, this is very kind of you, but it's not, that doesn't float my boat, you know, to, to have, have you do that. You know, it's more about spending time with me than it is giving me gifts as an example, because the love languages are about giving gifts, time spent, affection, Words of words. affirmation, if, affirmation, words of yeah. affirmation, and then there's a fifth one, isn't there? Touch. Yes, physical touch. Physical touch. And so really taking that time to understand what really gets your partner to feel loved and to feel excited and to feel precious and to feel honored. And that's really important. So you have talked a lot about how you've been able to do that together. And I think that's super important for any couple, any relationship whether it's romantic or not, it's very important to to understand that. Uh, So you talked about spending time together. You talked about communication. Is there anything else? Because I know what one thing that you've done, which I just have so much respect for, is you pay it forward by working with other couples to help them create an extraordinary relationship like you two feel that you have. Um, Is there any other things that you do that you think that the listener would benefit from hearing to keep your relationship moving forward and strong. That's easy. The number one thing is invest in your marriage. Invest in your relationship. We didn't. You know, if you drive a car down the road and you don't check the brakes or, you know, the 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 oil and you keep driving down the road for seven years, eventually there's going to be some challenges. So that was the biggest lesson that we learned early on in our relationship is, you know, again, 
do the work, invest in your marriage, maintain it so it's healthy. Now, listen, there's tons of resources, right? I mean, we live in an age where there's uh, seminars, classes, and our, our church had counseling. Right. Yeah. We did a lot of this. We're going to be honest. Some of it helped. Some of it didn't. Yeah, sure. So we got to a point where, you know, what works for us, we put together some key tips. And the number thing, number one thing that we learned in that love is not enough. No, it's not. Love is not enough. We hear a lot about love and love and love. Um, but what we learned is um, it all starts with respect, then appreciation, love, of course, we, which we hear the biggest thing about all the time. Purpose is something we really don't hear a lot about. Like, what's the purpose of marriage? What's the purpose of this relationship? What's the vision? So we like mm-hmm. to do almost like a vision retreat every year and get together and say, what what are we looking towards in 2021? Where is our marriage going? Where's our relationship going? And the last thing is honor. Ironically, we call this Ralph. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so okay, so walk through that again. Just the acronym. So R is for respect. respect. A is for appreciation. Appreciate. Oh, you guys have it down. <laughs> the L is for love, which sounds like love develops after you have respect and appreciation, then love develops from, from that in part. Okay. Then you got the P, which is purpose. 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 Yes. The purpose, the vision, the purpose. I love that, that you talked about how you sit down together and you know, a lot of people do this separately, but you do it as a couple. Like what is our vision for the two of us as a team going into this year? And then the H is honor. honor. Honor, honor. So that's honoring each other or honoring the relationship or? Honoring each other, the relationship, your marriage, and yourself. And yourself. And that, okay, so that reminds me of how important it is to think about how we care for ourselves in relation to what, how strong our relationship's going to be, what we're bringing to the relationship. Yeah. So can you guys talk a little bit about that? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So this is, this is funny because this is, We've heard this so much. So we, we did some counseling. We did different classes. We went through different courses. We've got counseling through our church. We got all kinds of things. We kept hearing that, you know, each one of you have to be equal in this. You know, it's a 50-50 thing. And we're like, what we learned is, well, that's not really exactly what it is. Right. It's 100-100. Yeah. So you have to be as close to 100% of yourself in what you're really focused on, and so does your spouse. So the better we are individually, the better we become as a couple. Absolutely. So we dropped the 50-50. We're 100-100. And that 100-100 is the commitment to the relationship, but also the commitment to yourself. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so it's almost like it's 50% to the relationship, 50% to yourself. That's your 100. I mean, you you have to make sure that you don't lose the relationship with yourself when you go into the relationship with another, which is yeah. where I think a lot of us miss the mark. You can lose yourself. You know, I've in previous relationships, I, cause I've been married once before and you can find yourself losing your identity and trying to match what that person wants. And that doesn't help the relationship either. So if you are 100% yourself and taking care of, 
the relationship with yourself, then you're going to be much better for somebody else. And you're going to be able to give 100% of yourself to that person and to the relationship without losing who you are. Exactly. Exactly. And I think we often think, well, if I meet that person, then I will be happier or I will be more like this if I meet that person or I'll go explore that hobby when I meet somebody to do it with. Or, you know, it's more of that, that belief that having found that other part of other half, so to speak, is what will fulfill us and help us really be content. But from what you're saying, it's really, you have to be content with yourself to have a successful relationship with another person. Yes. You can't look to them to make you feel that way. Yes. Yeah, because what we learned is the other person enhances your happiness. You know, and we've all heard maybe the word codependency. So if we're really unhappy with ourselves and where we are and we become attached to another person and they're kind of responsible for how we feel and, and what they provide, we can become really kind of codependent. And I had previous relationships that I was very codependent in before Jenny and I were together. Just for that mirrored fact of I was seeking in the person I was dating or wanting to have a relationship, what I was missing. Until I've learned that I had to fill a lot of that up myself. Yes. Absolutely. That I'm just sitting here nodding because it's so clear and so beautifully said. And it's I'm literally soaking in what you're saying. I think that the two of you are probably tremendous coaches in the people that you're working with. We are grateful for that. Our main purpose is really to not have people go through what we've gone through. Yeah, exactly. That marriage, let's be truthful. Marriage is a challenge. You know, life is a challenge. It's not all rainbows and unicorns and, and nice <laughs> sweet candy. It's not. We want it to be. Yeah. It would be great if it was, but reality, (laughs) reality is, you know, not everybody wins the lottery. Not everybody has true love. And it's one of those things where when you have that reality mindset of what is true and realistic for yourself, then that's when things become real and raw in a relationship. Probably even more satisfying because like you were saying, doing the work, whenever I've worked hard at something that I truly believe in the benefits and the feelings I have after the accomplishment of it is far superior than if something came very, very easily to me. Yes. And so I would imagine that, you know, what you're saying is the work that you do to keep a marriage strong, you're even more connected at the other side of that. And it builds such a strong, it's like, you know, working out, you got to work out your muscles to have them be, be strong. And it's not comfortable when you're lifting that weight. But it's really nice when you're looking in the mirror and you're like, oh, look at those guns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Trisha nailed it because, you know, resistance is here to serve us, right? A lot of people believe that we're not supposed to have problems in life or problems in marriage specifically. Well, those problems really are there to serve us. They're meant to teach us things. And if we have that kind of mindset, then we understand that, hey, oh, okay, well, Maybe we're going to celebrate this problem a little bit because it has a purpose. For a long time, we avoid it. Yes. And we see a lot of people do the same thing. We avoid conversations, avoid confrontation, 
And what it does is actually allows us to sabotage the very thing that we yeah. truly desire. Yeah. <laughs> because then it stops us from taking the actions that we would otherwise. So now you guys are have built yourselves to a point where you just don't want to be apart. Yeah, we, yeah. we want to be together and we're committed to taking the action, to doing the necessary required actions, as we call it. Yeah. Right. If you necessary want something required actions, NRAs. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah. It takes effort. And you mentioned it already. You know, there's a certain feeling of pride when you get to the other side that you've accomplished things yes. and you've gotten through these challenging times. It makes the marriage stronger, makes the relationship stronger. You have to build on that respect, right? On that appreciation, on that love, on that purpose, and on that honor, just like you're building a home because you're building the kingdom of the king and queen of the relationship that you want to be in. Oh, that's really, I love, that's beautiful. Well, I usually, we're running out of time here, but I I love talking to you guys. I can just keep talking. I usually ask guests who they are, but I think for you two, I'd like to ask, who are the Peplers? Ooh, that is a great question. (laughs) We answer this together all at the same time. (laughs) If you guys can do that, uh, there's something going on. (laughs) Then we have to start talking about psychic phenomena. Yeah. (laughs) Well, my answer would be this. I think the purpose of us being here and being open about our marriage and who the Peplers are is a couple that is here on a mission to make everything, person, place that we encounter better than the way we found it. Mm, including yeah. each other. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's beautiful, Mike. I love that. You want to add to that? No, I, no you nailed it. You nailed it. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's so true. You know, for us, it's just about making things better. And it doesn't have to be a grand gesture or anything like that, but just make things better. Nothing's going to be perfect. You know, nothing ever is. And so if you can just make something better by a little bit, then it's better for the next person that comes along. Yeah. And I, I've spent time with the two of you and I totally feel that and experience that in your presence. One thing I'm going to add to that. And for us, for yourself, for all your listeners is progress. Yes. Practice makes progress. If you're trying to make a perfect marriage, doesn't exist. Nope. The idea is to make progress and yet to meet someone that has said, you know, progress doesn't make me happy. I <laughs> promise progress makes you happy. And if you do the necessary required actions to have that marriage and relationship on fire, because that's what we yes. all want, then yeah, keep focusing on progress. I like that. So, you know, st- not striving for a perfect relationship, but striving for one that's on fire in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> a good kind of fire. You don't uh, want to die fire. You want to <laughs> yes, yes. You said you don't want a dumpster fire. You want a bonfire. You, yeah, yeah. No, we want to be on fire. We we be on fire. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I heard bonfire, <laughs> which is better than a dumpster fire. Bonfire's so. yeah. yeah. good too if you're at the beach. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it. Well, so you guys were talking about rainbows and unicorns earlier that you were saying that that's what your relationship is built on, right? Fairies, (laughs) rainbows. Ah. (laughs) Well, so 
next week is Valentine's. It is. And in the introduction to this episode, I shared a little bit about Valentine's and how kind of, if you look at the history of it, my viewpoint as well is that it's really about, you know, there's romantic love involved, but that came later, you know, centuries later that it really was more about, you know, love and gestures of St. Valentine in a way that wasn't romantic. So to me, it's really about love in all its forms. But just out of curiosity, is Valentine's meaningful? Do you celebrate it in some way together or is you do little things every day? What's your approach to celebrating love and showing that with each other? Well, for me, we do little things, but we also, like we went out last night to dinner. We, we you know, date each other. We go on date nights. Oh my everything. gosh, I love you date each other. Yeah. Oh, so, oh you, know, you have to. Listen, it, well, you, you have to date your wife, okay? Yes. <laughs> and if you're listening out there, you have to date your wife. If, if it's once a week or once every other week, if you've got kids, find that sitter. You have to date your wife. I think the answer for us is we don't do anything big and spectacular on Valentine's Day. We used to, but what we learned is, you know, if you just do it one day out of the year or, you know, maybe yeah. sweetest day or something like that too, uh, you throw that in there, then you're missing the point. Yeah. The point is that little arrow that Cupid has is meant to shoot love notes or whatever they may be at your significant other. There have been times where I take little post-it notes and I'll write things and I'll hide them in different cabinets or hide it in her you know, lingerie drawer or wherever it may be. And you have to do those little things. And you do those often, not just one day a year. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. There's three key things that I like to leave listeners with that they can go out into their day when they're listening to this and they can carry forward into their relationship. And so what would be the top three things that you think we could leave listeners with that they could carry into their relationship today? Appreciation. Of, okay. Of themselves. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Appreciation, you know, convey to yourself and also your partner explicitly words of appreciation. Getting back to that, those words are powerful. So very powerful. that would be number one in my book. The more I share with my wife, how much I appreciate her, the more it lights her up. And for me as well, because we right. need to hear those things. Absolutely. Yeah. So Absolutely. definitely that would be key point. Number one, appreciate and share that appreciation. Yeah. I think another key point, and this is, I know that there are going to be listeners who don't have a partner right now, is caring for yourself. Self-care, taking the time to take care of yourself, because that is really the key to being open for a relationship and for the right person to come along. Because then that will set you up for being able to treat that person the way you would like to be treated. Absolutely. So appreciation, take care of yourself, be the person you want to be. Yes. The relationship with yourself first. And then Mike, you had a third one? Yeah, the third key point is do the work. (laughs) Do the work. There's that word. Yeah. (laughs) Which I now like. That's the most important thing. If we have a vision of what we want and we're not taking action. So do the work really means take the action. That's yeah, what the it action. Means. Yeah. But I like yeah. the word work now too. So I'm going to use both. In, yeah. my, <laughs> in my head, it's both, you know, and, um, and to that, you can have fun while doing work. <laughs> okay. Well, now you, now you figured me out, Jenny. Yes, yeah. absolutely. But I think one of the big, I think the fourth thing that we want to add is what Jenny just said is that 
I think life is also meant to be enjoyed. And I think it's super important that you enjoy your time with your partner, that you enjoy it, that you figure out ways to make it fun. Even if you're going through a rough time and there's, you got to be able to laugh and, and do something that is enjoyable all the time, you know, dance around the living room or, you know, watch some movie that you both find humorous. Watch Shit's Creek. <laughs> you know, like you got to do something and go out kayaking or whatever it is that you like. You got to have a good time. You know, this we're meant to have a good time no matter what's happening around us or affecting us that we don't have control over. Right. And quite honestly, that has laughter and humor has gotten us through some of our darker times. Yeah. 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 So, absolutely. Laughter truly is, is the best medicine. No one ever teaches us why that is because it changes, you know, hormonally and mentally and biologically what we're really focused on. So humor is, is oh. really. Yes. Listen, I think the key point is, is really this. We're in this life school being here on earth, right? <laughs> we're learning things all the time and we may or may not really enjoy that lesson, but we're in this, this school of relationships and marriage. And, you know, if we think back to when we were in school, maybe some people love school, maybe some people not so much, but I don't know about you. I had a lot of fun in school. So even though you're in this classroom learning about life and maybe learning about marriage, if you choose to move forward and do some things, either a seminar or coaching workshop, anything of that nature, you know, have fun. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Have fun. Even during this time of shelter in place and whatever's happening we have to find the humor. There's always humor. <laughs> There's always humor. Well, so how can people find you? So I know that you offer some support and services relating to couples and individuals. And how can people find you if they want to reach out? Yeah, our uh, website, createthemagnificent.com. Createthemagnificent.com. And who doesn't want that? <laughs> right. Who doesn't right. want to create magnificence? <laughs> great life, marriage, and business. Yeah, yes. we're here to support you in whatever way we can. So, well, you're both very successful in all of those areas. So it's so you have a lot of wisdom to share and offer, and you have a great style of communication, you know, and okay. teaching. Thank you so much. Yeah. So I want to thank you so much for being here on Everyday Awesome, my well, little that- podcast that could is what I'm calling it. <laughs> It's been an honor to do this, really. Yeah. It's, Thank uh, you for the yes. invite. We're glad, we're glad yes. we were able to be on it. And, and this was fun. A yeah, it was fun. a lot of fun. I know you guys had a lot of laughter in this too. See, this is one of your fun <laughs> yeah. things for today. Did it? <laughs> <laughs> well, and so thank you, our listener, for joining us. I hope you have enjoyed the time with Ginny and Mike, the Peplers. And reach out and connect with them because they really are truly magnificent people. And here is to finding some awe in your everyday. This is Trisha G signing off until we meet again. Hey there, and thanks for listening to this week's episode of Everyday Awesome. How lucky are we to have had this conversation today, learning, growing, and being inspired together. I am so grateful to have had this time with you. And if you like what you heard, please share it with a friend, family member, neighbor, Or what the heck, share it with a stranger. (laughs) And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review this show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, suggestions for future guests you'd love to hear from, comments, or feedback for me, you can reach me directly at everydayawesomewithtrishag at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and let's make every day awesome. Awesome.